You talk family, what go on, what go on. It's your boy D with another live show of you talk. And y'all know how we start off every show. It ain't no me. Without you, baby. Kane Nation, what's going on? I'm about to bring the guys in. I got Mr. Larry Frank Jr. and E. Gray in the building. I'm about to bring them in. There they go, Kane Nation, you talk family. What's going on? What's going on? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? What's happening, what's happening? First of all, I want to start off and ask everybody, man, if you like the content you are hearing tonight, please hit the subscribe button, the like button. And um, we're going to get into it tonight, man. Fellas, how was your week? What's going on? Lovely week, lovely week, lovely week. Always great to be together and fellowship on Friday night. Friday how we do how we do. That's what's up, that's what's up. Yeah, same here, yeah, man. Same here, been man. a long week. Been a long week, but, you know. But you hey, know. we here, hey, man. It's, it's the here, weekend man. now, it's the weekend baby. Now, baby. What we got? What we got? Is it fifty days? Fifty or days? Forty-nine days? Forty-nine days? Fifty to fifty the day. day. There you go, day. baby. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking. That's about. what I'm talking about. So tonight, man, you talk family. We're gonna talk about some recruiting. We're gonna talk about are we the second best team in the ACC, and is it our year this year, man, to do? Something special, man. Let's talk about it, man. Larry Frank, E. Gray, y'all go ahead and do your thing. What do you think about it, man? Recruiting? Do anybody got anything? What's new? We were able to nail another elite cornerback. Four-star corner, Chris Graves. And, and the beauty about this is Graves is... Man, he's he's got that upside to possibly become a five-star. We were able to take him from LSU. So getting him from LSU and taking him from Corey Raymond, you know Corey Raymond is pretty much one of the, if not the best, DB recruiter in the country. I mean, LSU is rocking this moniker at DBU, and you've seen the product. You've seen what they've put in the NFL. You've seen how they develop them. So to be able to get him um, – and uh, snag him from LSU. That was a huge get. And uh, we lost a couple guys uh, prior to that, so uh, he stopped the bleeding. But uh, getting aside from that, he is committed, so that brings us to four commitments. Joining Ja'Curry Brown at quarterback, Landon IBA at wide receiver, and Kamari Rogers. One thing to, to, uh, that I like about that is you have two elite four-star corners in Rogers out of Mississippi and Graves. So you're taking guys out of SEC country from these high schools, and you're competing with guys taking them away from SEC schools. That's always a good sign. So we got that commitment. Um, another uh, cornerback commitment that we're looking at, uh, another target is uh, Traquan, uh, I want to say his name right, Fegans. Fegans, Fagans, I don't want to mess his name up, but him. Now, he's out of Alabama. He's from the state of Alabama. He wants to play at Alabama, but the problem with him and his situation is it's not so sure that Alabama may want him. Alabama's high on Earl Little. Now, from what I saw today, Alabama is high on three other guys that's ahead of him with Little being the top one in in play, and uh, they have one spot left. So it's not looking like he's going to go to Alabama. So if Alabama goes ahead and uses that last spot, Fegans is open, and I'm pretty sure it's looking good. He will be a cane. Also, uh, and if we get him, that'll be three elite cornerbacks. So that's saying something. DVD and T-Rob, you know, show love to them, man, because they're doing their thing. Um, also, 
wide receiver out of Tennessee, Isaiah Horton. He is going to announce his decision on July 28th. It's between us and Tennessee. Remember what I said last time, man. We were talking about the decommitment with Quan Lee, and, and, you know, we picked up a big one with Landon Ibiator from Louisiana. Well, if we could get Isaiah Horton, that's a four-star wide receiver to go along with Landon Ibiator. Remember, the 23 class is the one. That's the one that has those wide receivers. So you get a couple of good ones out of this one. This 23 wide receiver class is not that great um, compared to what next year's class is. So you're looking at him. Um, announced yesterday, Jaleel Skinner, number one tight end in the country. He's put Miami in his final six. But we're competing with Oklahoma and uh, a couple of Alabama, you know, the usual suspects, a couple of other schools. Kamari Wilson, safety. We're in his final six. But once again, you're competing with a lot of other schools. Uh, so we got to wait and see how that turns out. Uh, offensive line. Now, this is big because, remember, we got this line together. They're going in for their third year together, and this will be it. Because after this season, they'll be moving on. A lot of them will. So we're going to need a couple of guys. We got Malik Agbo. He's a three-star lineman. Uh, he's got us in his final five. But we're competing with LSU, Florida, and Oklahoma. Um, we're also in play for the Henderson twins. Uh, they're out of Florida. One's a cornerback, one is a safety. Those guys are three stars right now, but it's pretty much projected their ratings are going to go up. They're some ballers as well. So, uh, I got some more, but that's just kind of the gist to start off. So, uh, you know, just pass it on E. Gray. What you thinking so far, brother? I mean, you know, like we were talking last show about the whole NIL deal. You're going to see some things shift our way. I mean, real big. So a lot of those guys you're talking about that we can possibly snatch for 2022, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen, and even some that you ain't even heard about that wasn't even per se that was on our radar for us that, you know, we were looking at, but, you know, that wasn't really feeling us. In a minute, man, a lot of these cats going to be feeling us. This whole NIL deal is changing the game. We are fortunate that we were in the forefront before anybody else. I mean, if you look at it, we're doing things that other programs are wanting to do. They're trying to do. We are doing it first. I mean, and it's going to show really, really soon. You know, you know, preferably with our with our football program, but it's starting to trickle over into basketball and other things like that. But I'm trying to tell you, it's going to show, man. And like I said before, these the big market uh, schools, the schools that are in big markets, they can afford it, like us being in Miami. Big Money City is going to show where you can get your brand off. You look at what De'Aaron King is doing right now, man. I thought that's pretty dope. You look at the guys that was part of the, was it, the Golden Club and all of that, they're coming up with these different things, saying we can do these scholarships and this and then third, giving the giving the, the athletes options, giving the student athletes options, man. And so you're going to see a switch. The main thing we got to do this year, win, 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 win. We beat Alabama first game of the season. Man, you're going to see that dial turn yep. real hard, real hard. Yes, sir. And, you know, and, and I want to say even, let's say, worst-case scenario or bad-case scenario, we don't come out on top and win the game. Then we be competitive, like we always said, Larry. We be competitive, good game, whether, you know, lose by a couple points, lose at the end, and then third. Then we talked about earlier when D asked a question about, you know, second best team in the ACC. Right now, you know, you got to put Clemson up there. 
but you know, rightfully so. So yeah, we 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 need to strive to be the best, but strive to be up there with Clemson. You know right. what I'm saying? So if that's the second best, then that's what it is. We got to handle our business in our division, in the Coastal Division. Do what we do. We're going to have to beat the North Carolinas. North Carolinas going, you know, they are who they are. They're going to be a test for us. You know, and, and, and of course, some of the other ones in our division. But we need to handle our division, handle our business, win this year. And you're going to see everything that I talked about with that NIL situation come into play. So I'm excited. It's an exciting time, man. You're about to see a major shift that you have not seen in a long time. It's been a long time coming, but it's been a long time since you've seen a shift like this that's about to happen. Yeah. And, and you know, the thing about it is uh, I, I never was really big. I'm like you, you know, recruiting. You, you kind of keep your eyes off of the, the studs. Like, remember when Tebow came out? Everybody was, where's he going? Where's he going? But – now I'm really intrigued by more of these young guys because of the NIL, not just their playing ability, not just what they can bring to the table, but the fact that the NIL is a game changer. And like you said, you hit the nail on the head. You put the NIL and combine that with winning. It's almost like they're not going to they're not going to say no. They're going to want to come. They're going to roll. with it. Listen, I could go to Miami, get paid and be part of a winning program. <laughs> That's a that's a winning equation, you know. So, those are some of the guys that we got. Um, real quick, um, that we're looking at that that's looking like we're going to get. Let's look for some of the ones now that I have that were trending elsewhere, but now it looks like it's turned in the used direction. So let me go over some of these. The biggest one, Shamar Stewart. Um, there's five crystal ball predict uh, predictions, five different uh, recruiting uh, sources that have him becoming a Miami Hurricane. Remember. He's the number seven overall player in the country. We got Leonard Taylor this year. So if we can combine Leonard Taylor this year and get Shamar to come in for next year with Jess Simpson coaching, you have your next elite defensive line right there. And you got him for the next couple of years. So you you have him. Obviously, we're still in play with Ohio State and Georgia for him. We'll see how that turns out. Obviously, Wesley Besaint. That's that is if of all the guys we're trying to get. Wesley Besaint is the one we have to get because he is the top linebacker on our board. I think we get him. I think we will get him. Um, Nick Cole, he's a three-star defensive back. He's announcing July 30th. So on July 30th, we'll know where he'll go. But he's one that's looked at that he'll be a striker. He can play the striker position. He had uh, some highlight film. And, hey, man, I, I looked at a couple of highlights. He, he, he could, Amari Carter, they might be related. Because he can lay some wood. I'm just hoping. <laughs> <laughs> he, he we can keep him close to the line. line. He can't play in the secondary. He, you know, we can't have that this year. We cannot right. have that this year. Right. He got to scale it back. Uh, earlier when I was talking about Agbo, you got another one for length of Carswell. He's a three-star offensive line. Now, once again, we don't ever get into star ratings. Don't let the star ratings, you know, get you hyped or at the same time get you down. Because when yep. you have good coaching that can develop them, all you want is – good quality players, and he's a good quality offensive lineman. Ironically, Oregon is our competition, and who's the coach of Oregon? Mario Bristol. There you go. So, currently with the four guys that we have already committed, now this might be a little bit down for for us, you know, to hear. We're currently 73rd, the 73rd recruiting class in the country, but we only got four commits, so that's all right. 
if we're able to nail these five right here that's trending in our direction, we would instantly go from 73rd, hypothetically, to 21st. And that's not counting the other guys that I named ahead of time. So, and just a few other tidbits, a few other guys that I got. I got uh, Daughtry, who is uh, Daughtry Richardson. He's another lineman. He's a Florida State target. He's high on Florida State, but he's slowly starting to look our way. So that's one we may be able to work on. If we could get him, you never have enough offensive linemen. So that would be huge. Um, and also, remember I talked about linebacker with the Saint. That's the guy we got to get. But we got two other linebackers, and it's looking good like we may be able to get them. And that is Arizona uh, right now, Devin Jackson, who is uh, looking at Arizona. Arizona State, I should say, excuse me. Arizona State is in the lead, but he's starting to like Miami, so keep your eye on him. He's out of Nebraska. And uh, Texas linebacker, Justin Medlock, he's uh, looking at Ohio State, Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State, but he's visiting Miami uh, in a couple of weeks. So, uh, well, I'm sorry, in a week he's visiting Miami. So he'll be coming down, and he's actually going to make his decision on July the 23rd. So the timing of him coming visit Miami uh, combined with his decision could be a good thing. So if we could get him at linebacker, that'll be good because Lord knows we need to get some linebackers in here ASAP. <laughs> uh, so, and the thing about him, now he is coming off of a knee injury. He hurt his knee his junior season. He, uh, I don't know exactly what it was, so I don't want to give no bad information. But his sophomore season, he had 117 tackles and three and a half sacks on the year. So recruiting-wise... That's what it's looking like. We got a couple of guys look like we're going to flip, and we got a whole lot more that, hey, I think we're going to nail a bunch of them. This class is slowly starting to take shape. So credit Manny and credit DVDT Robin and old coaching staff. I feel you, man. Um, you know, when you mentioned about us trying to get more alignment, you know, right now we have the most veteran offensive line in all of college football this year, but there's no better time than now than to go ahead and start loading up now while yes. we have them because everybody that we have, you know, some of them will still be there next year. Right. It's time to start bringing them in now. So, you know, a lot of people don't like to talk about the big uglies, but you got to have the big uglies to be successful on Absolutely. both levels, NFL and college football. Absolutely. Shout out to D. I'm looking at him on the other screen, man. You know, he got the you talk with the black and silver, man. Cut that out, man. I mean, I, I, I know, you know, you got to put your Raider, you got to put your Raider flaw. <laughs> he got to put his little Raider mix in it. I'm looking at him with the Utah. I love the shirt. And I just looked at it, I said, oh, it's, it's got the silver and black in it because, you know, he had to throw his Raiders in the mix. <laughs> Eat great. Don't hate. Don't hate. I was going to make you a Falcon shirt, but it ain't even worth putting the print on the shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. Come yeah. on, D. Yeah. Go ahead and do it. Put it on the shirt, Cuban King. Hey, D. If you make him a shirt, here's the deal, D. If you make him a shirt, uh, please, E. Gray, don't eat because you just might choke. Uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. That is so dirty. You know what? And shout out to to my one of my favorite haters, I guess, in the <laughs> in the chat. It already that already it was that Jeffrey O'Neill. Yeah, shout out to you, Jeffrey. Y'all always gotta say you love the sorry Falcons, huh? You just got what well, I tell you, y'all gonna leave me alone, man. Hey, shout you out know, to my uh, super King producer, you... man. Shout out to uh Mr. KJ Production King. The show, man. Sigma, man, I appreciate the donation. Sigma, what's going on, man? 
Appreciate the donation, big dog. E great, Larry great, man. Honest question, man. Come on, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Let's go. Second best in the ACC. What do you think? Are we the second best team? E great in the ACC. I need to know. Well, we better be. I think we are. I mean, everything aligns for it. You know, really, why not? Can't okay, okay. That's why I was saying earlier. We can't just say we're the best team in the ACC because we got to go out there and prove it. Clemson is the standard. We know that. They're one of the standards in all of college football and, of course, of the ACC. We have to go out there and prove it. A few years back, we had the chance to say we were the second-best team next to them and go and prove ourselves against Clemson, and we got spanked. But see, Or we got spanked one year, and then we tripped up, and we just didn't, didn't come to fruition. But this year, on paper, and I hate saying this, guys, <laughs> on paper, on paper, yes, we are the best, second-best team in the ACC. But like I said, it's got to show improve. And we're going to see week one. Week one is going to be, you know, just a bit of a scale of what we're going to see. You know, it's a measuring stick. Mm -hmm. It is. That is what week one against Alabama in Atlanta, that is going to be a measuring stick, not for just the ACC, for the program. And then how we handle ourselves, win or lose, after that with the rest of the conference play, especially our division, is going to speak volumes. And so, you know, we need to we need to put our foot on some of these teams' throats, man. We got to get back to that. You remember when we used to beat the teams that we were supposed to beat, we beat them like we were supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I'm looking at parlay cards every week. Oh, Miami giving up 17. It's a lot to take them damn 17 against Miami. We ain't covering a damn thing, right? Ooh, That's wow. how it's been the last four, five years. You see us giving 21 points. I don't give a damn who we playing. 21, 24, 17, you better take the points. Hell, I started <laughs> to take the points, you know what I'm saying? And I'm a fan. But that's just how it is. We got to get to the point where, you know, we putting our foot on teams' throats, the, the, the smaller level teams, whether they in conference, out of conference, whatever, we kicking them in the mouth, in the throat, and handling business. So, but on paper, yes, D, yes, we are the second best team in the ACC, but it's got to play out. Okay. Larry Frank. Uh, no, we're not. On paper, we're the best team in the ACC. Let me tell you why. I'll tell you why. On paper. On, on, on paper. On paper. The reason why we're the best team in the ACC on paper is because we have the most experience coming back. We are the third most experienced team in the country coming back. We have the most experienced offensive line coming back. We've got probably the best quarterback. Uh, well, Howell, I forgot about him, but but King is a dark horse Heisman candidate. But Clemson is perceived as the best team in the ACC, obviously. But I can't even tell you who Clemson's quarterback is. I can't even tell you who ATN's replacement is at running back. They lost a, a wide receiver. They lost a lot. So it's very similar to the Alabama thing. Yes, it's 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 the brand that we're competing with um, on paper. For the sake of the question, then I'm going to say, yeah, we are the second best. But in actuality, paper-wise, we are the best team because we have the most talent. you got these upperclassmen transfers. you got Rambo and Johnson and Stevenson coming in. you got returning upperclassmen like Harley. And, and, and you got a defensive backfield that's starting to take shape. You know, you got probably the best group of running backs as a unit in the country. We're bringing in Cody Brown as a transfer. You've got King coming back as that skilled quarterback, and you got a couple of young guns that's really, really talented. 
So, and then the coaching staff is better. Now, they got to prove themselves. So, I'm not going to, you know, just give them their flowers yet. We got to see what they do as a unit. But if you want to talk about top to bottom as a team, um, technically, since we're talking second best, yes, we are. But off the record, in my opinion, on paper, we are the best. North Carolina, they got Howell back, but they lost a lot. Mm-hmm. NC State, they're not really projected to do anything special. No, I'm going to just talk about our division. Um, Virginia Tech, Fuente's getting fired this year. You know, they're pretty much done. Virginia, they're not nothing to worry about. Duke, who you know, nothing there either. So, and even if you go across the board, Florida State, that's a train wreck. So, if you really want to look at it from that regard, who better? Top to bottom, you know. Well, that's why I say on paper, though, Larry, because we say that. Hell, I done said this plenty of times. Me and D done said this before. And we get in those games against Virginia. What Virginia own us, man. Yep. North Carolina own us, man. I mean, what in that way? I mean, but so that's, why I say on, that's why I say on paper it is. And see, and now that these boys getting a couple of dollars in their pocket and they down there living in South Beach, I don't want them to get complacent. I want it to give them a little taste of the money and say, you know what? I want to get to the next level. I want to be great. I want to be more great. Don't get complacent. Yes. I want more of this. Don't yes. get complacent. Them boys start getting complacent like them five stars that we were getting in the mid-2000s, after we went on our early 2000s run, and we were just taking five stars just because they five stars. Hey, you want to come to Miami? Yeah, we want to come to Miami. And they really wasn't five stars. And to go back to Bobby, like we always say, it's not about the star rating. It's about who else is looking at them and recruiting them. That's what it's all about. Right. If you remember, uh, I don't remember that year, but I think, excuse me, the class with Ja'Cory Harris, I think that was actually the number one recruiting class in the country. And how did that turn out? <laughs> Who was the coach then? Right. Was that Randy Shannon? I believe it was. I believe it was Randy Shannon. Yes, yes. Let's um, open up the lines. Let's open up yeah, the lines for yeah. some callers, man. Let's talk to you guys, man. Telephone number. I'm going to flash it on the screen. 404-462-0477. Come on and call up and talk to us, man. We're talking about recruiting. we asking are we the number two team in the ACC. And it's just a special year for us, man. Come on and call up, 404-462-0477. We taking calls right now, man. But, yeah, go ahead, Larry Frank. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, no, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. But, yeah, it's just like uh, credit to what E. Gray was saying about the star rating and all of that. And he's right. I mean, you've had five stars in the middle of the 2000s or whatever that came in. And I think it was just the idea that, hey, I'm a five-star, and Miami was still a big-name brand at that time, not that many years removed from his last national championship. So, yeah, you're going in there with a the big head thinking that you're the man, and it didn't pan out. So I got Kyle Wright. Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So uh, I'm, I'm just going to sit back, and like I say, for me, in order to be the second-best team and get off of the paper of being the second-best team and doing it on the field, it's on coaching. Coaching is going to really determine how far we go. I do think we have a better group of coaches. We, we got proven coaches. We got Jess Simpson is a proven coach. T-Rob is a proven coach. Manny, as far as defensive play calling, is a proven coach. Um, a lot of people that's feeling like Alabama is going to skull drag us, I say this much. Notre Dame was supposed to skull drag us. And that was a man he called defense. Remember Notre Dame's offense? They were rolling that year. Matter of fact, I went back and looked at their season just, you know, to see how it was. Notre Dame that year 
had nine games out of their 12 that they scored 30 or more points, two games they scored 40, one they scored 50, and Miami held them to their lowest offensive output that year with eight points. Granted, it was at the Rock, but still. And that collection of talent that we had on defense as a whole, it, the secondary that we have right now is not as good as that secondary because you had Red Wine making plays Juan and Johnson. you had Jaquan and, yeah. and Trajan Bandy and all of that. But, you know, it, it, it still can be done. You know, I, I just feel like, you know what, we did what we had to do overall. We have a better offense now than we had in 2017. So if we can just have our defense just play half of what they did that night and let our offense do 10 times more what they did that night, then it, it will not shock me that we beat Alabama. It will not shock me. So um, the interesting thing while we're waiting on some callers, did you guys see ESPN finally showing us love? Yeah, they moved us up in the rankings. No, 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 not that. Well, that, yeah, but no, no. Let me tell you what happened. They did their prediction. They did, like, their game-by-game prediction. And ESPN has us going 11-1. and one. The only game they has us losing is at Alabama. They got us in that little game simulator thing that they do every year. They got us winning every game, including North Carolina. Including For North ESPN Carolina, to show huh? us love, hey, man, I was shocked. Was that deep? No, I said yeah. include North Carolina, huh? Yes, yes, yes. They had us. That was a close. Uh, I forgot the percentage. I don't even want to, you know, put the wrong stats out. I know it was close, but they had, and that's going to North Carolina. But you got to remember something. Two years ago, we went to North Carolina, and we would have beat them two years ago. That fourth and seventeen busted coverage. So <laughs> bad defense costed us that night. In the end, you know, now we made mistakes and everything else, but clearly this defense is 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 better than two years ago. So, and obviously this offense is better than two years ago because that was with Enos. So, in my opinion, I, hey, I get it. I get it. So, if we can go 11-1, and one, like ESPN says, guess what? You're playing in the ACC championship. You're playing against a Clemson team. It's going to be a similar scenario to Alabama, rebuilding a Clemson team. Hey, who knows? This very well could be the year that we finally get the ACC championship. The thing I don't like is people are just automatically, a lot of people, I should say, dismissing what this team can do, dismissing Manning as a head coach because of what happened under a Blake Baker-led defense. Blake Baker is no longer here. He's going to jack up LSU's linebackers. Let him do it. <laughs> Defensively, we're going to be all right. We're going to be more fundamentally sound. I feel yeah, it. Yeah, no, I don't, you know, I definitely understand that and feel you on that. I agree with you. And my whole thing is that, um, you know, before the season starts, we can do all the speculation and overlooking or, or just looking on a broader scale of the schedule and all of that. But when it comes to September the 4th, once September the 4th is here, I could care less who we played three weeks, two weeks, four weeks, five weeks, six weeks from now. It's all going to matter to me each week. We got to attack each week. Right. You know, and as a, I mean, as a fan, that's what I'm looking at, and I hope as a team that Manny has them. We're not looking ahead, not looking down the road. They're taking each week because the successful teams, whether it's pro or college, they're just worried about week by week, man. You can't worry about who you play in a month from now. You know right. what I'm saying? You got to just say, we got what Belichick, Belichick always say. They ask him about a game two weeks from now. He say, well, we got the Browns this week. Yeah. We play the yeah. Browns. 
yeah. focus on the Browns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear that kind of speak. Like, we're focused on whoever it is. Right. Alabama. Focus on Alabama. How do you feel about the ACC and your chances of being the third? Word by Alabama. That's all I want to hear. That's, That's all it. I want to hear. That's it. That's, That's it. it. That's it. Take it That's week it. by week. So leading up to the fourth, yeah, we can do all of this. But when the fourth get in, we talking about the fourth. Alabama. That's it. <laughs> Matter of fact, when we do our shows a couple of weeks beforehand, we talking about Alabama. That's it. That's I don't want to talk about North Carolina. I don't want to talk about Clemson, who we don't play unless we see him in Charlotte. I don't want to talk about none of them. We want to talk about Alabama. Alabama. There but you, you got to do it like Belichick. You got to have the straight face. You got to be, we're talking about Alabama. There you go. <laughs> it, 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 it's you talk, baby. It's you talk, baby. Come on and call up, man. Telephone number 404-462-0477. I'm going to put the live number back up on the screen. Again, come on and talk to us. What is your opinion about it, man? Are you guys ready, man? It's winding down, winding down. Alabama versus Miami, man. Are you guys ready? Come on and talk to us. Looking forward to a laugh, Frank, man. It's 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 coming, man. It's almost here. We've been talking about this for the longest, man. It's it's almost here, bro. I I just want to see how we're gonna do once we get out here on the field, man. D. Eric King, come on with it and be ready to play, big dog. Let's go. I, I think so. I think you know the thing about it is you know we've been speculating so long and and the tension is mounting. It's kind of like if you remember back in the day, a big boxing match between two greats, you know. And you just lead the lead up. It's just happening. Because remember back in the day, boxing matches, I think they used to be like seven, eight months. They announced the matchup like seven, eight, nine, whatever months out. Or it's not like now with UFC, like, you know, a match gets signed and like a couple of weeks later it happens. The buildup was just so, it was just like a crescendo to the actual fight. And unfortunately, hopefully this game don't take on the, the, the complexity of Mike Tyson. If it does, I hope it does in our favor, where it's a knockout, you know what I'm saying, a quick quick drop, you know, of the opponent or whatever, but hopefully it won't take that complexion in Alabama's favor. You're just looking for a great fight. You're just looking for just that buildup. You get to the September the 4th, and like I say, man, it's like you, you just you got to take in the moment. I'm, I'm enjoying the moment. I'm enjoying everything. I'm not rushing it. I'm just trying to enjoy everything going into Atlanta. And I want to enjoy Atlanta. I want to enjoy the game. I want to enjoy every aspect of the game. And 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 hopefully, we 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 finish that weekend off with that W. You know that's that's what I want. And man, I tell you what, it, it'll be so lovely if we can do that. Consequently, um, Alabama is uh, there's a lot of question marks with them. You know, like uh, you you still don't know what Bill O'Brien is going to do um, as far as an offensive coordinator. Uh, you got to remember, Nick Saban historically has had issues with dual-threat quarterbacks. Go back and look at guys like Cam Newton, who Rhett Lashley was on that staff as a GA that year in 2010, uh, Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, Deshaun Watson. Um, historically, Saban tends to have trouble defending mobile quarterbacks, dual-threat quarterbacks. So hopefully a healthy king, you know, with some good legs and, and, and you know, Good receivers, you know. I don't even want to go there. But <laughs> hopefully I all that works out. I get right. it. I get it. The thing about it, um, you make a valid point when you said that about, uh, you know, Saban having an issue in the past as a history of, you know, dealing with mobile quarterbacks that, you know, he can't handle. 
I'm going back a little further where you, you made a point that, you know, um, Ray Lashley was on that staff with Gus Malzahn and their offense staff with Cam Newton. I feel like this game right here is going to show and prove whether or not Mr. Cut the Check, as Devin likes to say, Mr. Cut the Check is worthy of it. Like, we want to see if these, you know, no more excuses. We got a veteran line. We got a lot of guys back. We got better wide receivers. We have options at the running back position and the wide receiver. Good tight ends, man. I mean, we, we, we're we loaded. You know what I mean? And a healthy De'Ara King, hey, man, it's your show, Brett Lashley. If you want to take it to the next step and eventually become a head coach or go to the next level or whatever it is you want to do, yeah. September 4th is your platform, bro. I ain't no pressure, Rhett. You made the offense better last year. Let's talk about E. Gray's defense with Blake Baker last year. Let's see if the oh, defense get better. See, <laughs> let's see. Let's go. see. Hey, Larry Frank. Let's see. He want to claim the offense. Hey, Larry Frank, how you used to say last year, Frank? The defense was on the field all game, D. <laughs> that was the favorite yeah. thing last year, Larry Frank. they were. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, they wouldn't. No, they yeah, damn they it wouldn't, man. Yeah, I don't want to hear none of that. You're, you're not going to put all this pressure on Rhett Lashley because, like I say, the offense got better last year under him. We need to see if yeah. your defense, E-Gray, with Manny Diaz called in the play. That's what you just told me. Manny called in the plays this year. Well, yeah. well let, me, let, me, let me point something out now. Last year. In that shortened season, the offense, Mr. Cut the Check, I'm going to give him some props now. 2019, Miami's offense was 100, and it was fourth, however many teams. It was 100 and uh, I want to say, what, 26? Spread your neck up, Egret. Spread your neck up. Spread your neck up. They were fourth from the bottom. (laughs) They were fourth from the bottom in 2019. Mm -hmm. They got into the 50s last year. Yeah. Now, that was with just a partial, just installing of this thing. Uh Uh-huh. I'm interested to see where they go now, having done the whole shebang in the offseason. Well, that's With what more I'm weapons. for. Well, that's what I want to see. And that's my whole point, is that it's his platform to show. He's got to prove it. Prove it. This is your time to do it. Manny is defense, defensive mind is proven. Now, yeah. granted, last year was a hiccup because of the Blake Baker effect, Devin. So now you're going to see the, 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 the many little genius that Manny Diaz can be on that defensive side of the ball, we're going to see it come into play, sir. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, I just know you was crying a lot last year. That's all I'm saying. And I just wanted to come to fruition. That's all I'm saying, E-Gray. I hope so. But I believe in Manny, and I hope that he's going to turn the defense around. I'm looking forward to it, E-Gray. I hope so. I want to be balanced on both sides of the ball. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. And look, shout out to Josh Ayers. I'm looking, I'm looking at the chat right now, man. He's saying that uh sub you talk, biggest fear if Miami beats Bama the next week versus App State, is it a trap game? Will the players be focused and ready? Or will they be okay, okay. It's you talk. Call us. State your name and where you calling from. Raiders are garbage. Lakers are garbage. They go your, they go your homeboy, um, E Gray. Uh, uh, Who's that? Garbage. Who is garbage. You know, you know who it is. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just hold your thought for a minute because uh, I rudely interrupted Larry Frank from reading Mr. Josh Ayers, our homeboy, uh, 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 message. So Larry Frank, carry on, and then we'll get this this garbage dude on the line to talk about his sorry Dolphins <laughs> after you finish. So go ahead. Oh, uh, right, yeah, right. I'm talking to you, uh, Cuban K. Go ahead, Larry Frank. Uh, you can read that. Uh, yeah, well, like I said, shout out to Josh Ayers. He put a, he put a good point. He said, "What's up, you talk? My biggest fear if Miami beats Bama is the next week versus App State a trap game 
Will the players be focused and ready, or will they be hungover from the previous week? That is a very awesome point because not only do we have to see if the coaches can coach these guys to victory, we have to see if they Hello? attain that victory. Can the coaches yeah, on, keep them grounded and not get in the fat head? Okay. So, I can't Josh Harris, shouts out to you, man. That's an awesome point right there. Egre, you want to comment on that real quick before I bring Cuba Kane in? Man, we bet not have a hangover the next week. I mean, that would be that would be a step. That would be three steps back. You know, that's a valid point what he's making, but that would be three steps back, and that would be pretty much on the coaches. Yes. Because, because you know, in college, you know, NFL is one thing, but college is another where the coaches, you got to keep your kids' mind frame together. You know, hey, guys, take this night to celebrate the night. Monday morning, we getting to work. Right. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, that would be a step back on Manny Diaz and the coaching staff. Okay, man. Go ahead, Hater, man. We, we got your own, man. Go on, go on and say your piece. Right, go ahead. I had a call because I had a call because with e, – oh, not Egre. Well, uh, Larry Frank said, and y'all jumping on my boy Egre. I got I to gotta defend Egre uh, from last year. Let's go Is over there? We can't hear the um, offense, the, the, the production of the offense. Has the Miami Dolphins silenced them before the season started? I mean, I'm listening. I'm, I'm trying to hear True or false? I couldn't hear you. I'm sorry. I, Say that again. I said, well, so I, y'all, y'all getting on E-Gray about the defense. He's, and, he's not know, coming through our end. Yeah, we can't hear him. Last year, so, you know, the Dolphins can't hear him. Frank, no, we can't hear him at all. That, uh, you know, that they, they're a ball. Yeah, that's, that's, maybe, that's, that's, maybe, that's a bad omen. He might need a new about The Dolphins fans are the new Pootie team. Yeah, that's a bad sign for your season. Them boys got you quiet already, and the season ain't started. Uh, Cuban can we having some technical difficulties? We can't hear you <laughs> on YouTube, so uh, we trying to we trying to uh, get the sound right with you, man. I'm sorry, sir, but um, oh, you know, Cuban can Yeah, I'm here. You hear me? Hello. I lost it, man. I think we got something going on with the audio, Cuban Kane. That's my bad, man. I couldn't hear you. What you were saying, E. Great? Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying maybe Cuban Kane is a new is the new Pootie Tang. You know, the, the silent song. Yeah, I got something going on with the audio, y'all. It's my fault, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, he Cuban said he Kane. wanted to. Uh, he, he was saying something about Cuban Kane. Put it in the uh, chat. He was trying to actually say he was signing with you and wanted us to get off E. Gray, saying that we was giving you too much grief about something. Then I couldn't hear him no more, man. So, oh my bad, my bad, Cuban Kane, my bad. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Finally, you, you want to join my side, the dark. You hit you hit his groupie, Larry. Devin uh, always, <laughs> always want to pile it in on me, talking about the doggone defense, and act like Rhett Lashley is the savior. I hope he he was great. last year, man, but that's true. Man, that's man, crazy. Man, three by three weeks, and then he disappeared. Oh, you, you say he disappeared? Yeah, he disappeared. When did he disappear, Egre? If it weren't for the offense last year, man, we wouldn't have been in none of those games. But that garbage defense teams going up and down the field on us. I'm just saying. Ah. Uh, uh, you don't want to talk about that, though, Egre. You don't oh, want to talk. Well, hold up, D. Hold up, D. Now I gotta, I gotta say, now it, Clemson. I didn't see no checks getting cut that night. None. I, they were bouncing the that night. The defense did all they could that game. Yes. The defense they did all the they field. could that game. You said, bro, really? Come on, man. <laughs> didn't nobody do nothing that night? The offense or the defense? I mean, the defense hung, The defense kept us in the game. Well, I don't know what the hell you was watching. I don't know why. I was watching something different. I was watching the same game. I, I was watching another the Raiders game. I and then you was half sleeping. You thought you saw orange or green, but it was that black <laughs> and silver. That's silver and black. I, I'll give you another one. North Carolina. 
Yeah, they got 26, but I mean, hey, if you come out a little bit better offensively. Huh? What else did they saying. They gave up I six. mean, as bad, as bad as the defense were, remember, as bad as the defense was that night, if you could come out a little bit better, have a little bit better ball control, a little bit better execution offensively, maybe so, you keep them other two guys off the field from setting records on us as well. You know, they don't get on the field How about much. stop somebody, Larry Frank? How about stopping somebody? True, true, <laughs> How about stop? I'm just you got to I mean, score the football at some point, Devin. 26 points? I mean, we couldn't get a stop throughout the game. It was running up and down mm-hmm. the field for 600 yards. Mr. E. Gray, 600 yeah. yards? Rushing? We're not about talking it. about total offense. We're talking about rushing, Mr. Gray. Here's, 600 here's yards. Okay, so what about the bowl game? What about the bowl game? What about the bowl game? How many points we put up? I mean, while quarterback got hurt, you put Nikosi in there. I think he did good. Nikosi did good with having to switch the quarterback. Just cut the checks, folks. Had a backup quarterback, Red, in it. I can tell you one thing. Uh, Red Lashley didn't get fired last year, so Red Lashley had to be doing something right. We were better on on third down. We were better on third down. We were better at point score per game last year. He turned the whole offense around. I'm just saying, Blake Baker, the one that got fired. That's all I'm saying. So rightfully so, he needed to go. And look, I mean, listen, when it comes down to that, if you go back to the North Carolina game, just kind of to to go back off of what you said about stopping. Yeah, it's true. I mean, you you have to make stops on defense. But at the same time, if you can't stop on defense, it's imperative that you answer on offense. And we couldn't do it that night. So, you know what? Shout out to Cuban Kane. He just posted it. I love it. He's got on here offense played bad against UAB. Facts. Against Clemson. Facts. Yeah, I see it. Against yeah. Pittsburgh. Facts. Against UVA. I mean, look at UVA, UNC. Okay. I mean, God, they wouldn't. We, you tell me when the the offense the offense fooled me against Florida State early in the year. I said, damn boy, we cooking with something. I said, boy, we might be unstoppable. I hadn't seen the offense do that type of production the rest of the daggone year. And how so, and how many games did the defense play good? Last well, year. After, I, after a while, the defense, if you're going three and out, and the defense is already lacking some things, the defense going to get one out. Duke and Florida State. Duke and Florida State was your two best defensive games. That was That's it. it. Two best offensive games. Two no. best offensive games. No, no. Defensive games. They were the two best defensive games. They were the two best offensive games. No, Duke and Florida State were the Florida two State, best defensive games. Game. Defensive games. But that was – that was more to the credit of what Florida State offensively couldn't do. So the defense was able, that was their best game because Oh, they you're right. So my bad. So, oh, let's wipe the Florida State game off the board for the offense then because it was the defense that helped the offense out tremendously because of what Florida State offense couldn't do. No, that ain't, that ain't what, what game did the offense just show this tremendous amount of talent? Basically. I'm waiting. But hold up, hold up. That ain't what he's saying. No, he was asking the best defensive games, which the two best were. Duke and Florida State, they were. But you also had that great offensive output in the Florida State game. So, yeah, those were your two best defensive games, but you still was able to make it happen offensively against Florida State. That, basically, it was a complete game. It was a complete game. That, there you go. That was a complete game. It comprised the best defensive game and best – well, one of the best. Cause I'll, agree, yeah, I, I'll, yeah. I'll agree with that. I'll agree right. with that. The right. rest of them was just pure D trash to me. Period. Yeah, yeah. unadulterated, whatever you would call skep- it. Skepticism should have been there defensively. For me, it was de- there after Louisville. The Louisville game, I was very, 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 very skeptic about that defense. That was early on in the season, if you remember. Yeah. So, 
I do remember that. That, that, that was foreshadowing. That kind of told us, like, okay, uh, this defense might not be what we want it to be. And it proved itself. Basically, it's like a movie. It's like it's like you see the preview of his big movie. Remember when Bad Boys Three was coming out? Everybody was hyped up because we never we didn't think it was gonna make another one. You saw the, the previews or whatever. You got excited, and then the movie comes out. The movie was North Carolina. How bad the defensive was. That was the Damn, action. You didn't like Bad Boys Three? I loved it. I mean, I didn't like seeing my boy Will. I didn't like seeing Mike Lowry get shot. I mean, that, <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. That hurt my feelings when I saw it. I like, you know what hurt? What hurt my feelings was uh, Martin Lawrence just he ain't himself no more, man. You know, the the health thing when he had that stroke years ago, man. You could tell it, it's kind of taking its toll on him, man. Man, I, I, shout I, out to Marty Moore. I love Marty yeah, Moore. I, I I just don't like how they done just made Marty Moore so soft, man. Like like like, you know, like come on, man. A, a, what it was a, a, a minivan? He was yeah. crying because old boy fell on a minivan. Like he's scared mm-hmm. of his wife behind a mini. Like come on, man, really? And and, and the and the, I mean, listen. When, when I get to be a grandpa, I'll probably be the same way. But come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, this show could really go somewhere. Oh, y'all stupid. Uh, <laughs> so hey, man, look here, man. What's the plans for the weekend, man? I'm about to get out of here early tonight, man. I got some things. I got to go to Alabama tomorrow. So, um, what you oh, guys really? got planned? What, what you going to Alabama do? You you trying to pull some recruits in? What you trying to cut the check? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's legal. Go bring it. Hey, you know, hey, you know, hey. I'll be up a little early tomorrow. I got to go down to Alabama tomorrow, take care of some things, man. So, I, hey, you so going you- to that seven on? He going to that seven on seven tomorrow? I got to go ahead and do it, D. Hook us up. Hey, right. what's the Who's plan? The team, baby? What do you guys got planned for the weekend, man? Uh, for me, nothing much, man. I'm DJing. I got a little spot. I got a DJ uh, tomorrow night, man. And then Sunday is the rest day and back to the work week for me, man. And just checking out these recruits, man. And just kind of keeping my, you know, my nose to the grindstone with that. So real simple on my end. Oh, uh, Mr. 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 Green Eyes, what you got going on, Mr. Green Eyes? <laughs> oh, Larry Frank, let me tell you. Let me tell you, right? So, oh, oh, hold on, let me, oh, tell me. You tell me, family. Tell me. Let me tell you, y'all. So, you know, I've been doing this show, man, a little over two years now, man. I had never met the Legreen Eye boy, man, not once in my life, man. Up until two weeks ago, he was in the A. Yes. He, came, he came to Atlanta. Hey, man, right, Larry right. Frank, man, you know, he be barking real loud, man. So, you know, when I see, I was like, man, man, this dude can be like probably intimidating and posing, man. This is a little bitty fella, man. Larry Frank. Larry Frank. I was looking down. Larry Frank. I was looking down at the top of his head when he got out the car, man. We went to the restaurant. Larry Frank. Five foot three is what he's standing there. Five foot three. And I'm just, hey, look at him. He mad at me now. Wow. Wow. Five three. Oh, he was little. Bro, you were You were taller than me, bro. Oh, Benny Barry. Benny Barry. Five oh four boy. Call up here, man. Oh, y'all call up here. Please call up here. Look at me hot now. Hey, hey, you tell me. Hey, he tried to he tried to compare me to like some Kevin Hart. Ain't no five eight. There ain't no five eight. But you, if you five eight, I'm six one. Ain't no five eight. Get out of here. But anyway, oh, God, I got, man. I got oh, it. First of all, Larry Frank, I am five eight. You know what I'm okay. saying? I used to be five eight and a half, but you get older, you shrink. And I had on loafers. You know what I'm saying? Okay, it, yeah, it, yeah. This guy had on some big ass A ones. You know, with the thick sole. You know what I'm saying? Oh, no. So yeah. 
So I'm like, well, damn, you know, I got on some little loafers that's low to the ground. I'm already 5'8", helmet, a little khaki shorts and whatnot. Hell, right, right. I don't have to lie about my damn size. I'm grown. You know what I'm saying? I ain't grown no more. I ain't trying to play no ball. But what you don't, not going to do. You are lying. <laughs> you are lying. I, I said you fast. I said you short. You're lying. I said it. Like what? You, 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 you ain't that tall? I ain't, but I'm taller than you. Very much taller than you. Laugh <laughs> so, right now. You got me by an inch, bro. Like, what I'm talking about here. Like, Benny Barrett, 504 Bull, when y'all calling him, man. Please call me. So but anyways, man. Though, man, I still I still love you, though, man. You my brother. I'm just, you know, I had to see it, man, y'all. That's my first time seeing it. I was like, wow, man. My home, my home, but look. I, but, it, but it's all good, though, man. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, that's, like, that's my guy, man. That's my guy. Egret, I love you, man. Don't be like that, man. What you talking <laughs> about, Willis? Man, go ahead and give you the part shot, man. I gotta go. Give you the part shot, Egret. <laughs> go ahead, Egret. I'm finna go now. Hurry up. Hey. <laughs> Y'all have a good weekend. And if you want to look, we'll be live somewhere uh, that weekend, September 4th weekend in Atlanta. <laughs> And uh, you'll get to see that Devin ain't nothing but maybe an inch taller than me. You know what I mean? So whatever, D. <laughs> Larry Frank, what you got? <laughs> man, look, listen. Before I go, before I go, man, they are eating it up in the chat, man. What they talking Josh about? Ayers, <laughs> Josh Harris is two for two, man. Your boy say question: Who the hell wears loafers in 2021? Cuban Kane had your back, but now Cuban Kane, man, he done came to his senses, man. Makes sense now, little man complex. He got it, he got it, he got it. Cuban Kane, he got it. Man, look, let me tell you something. My point words are simple, man. I love y'all. Y'all my brothers. You talk family. I love y'all. Look at it. Look at that, Cuban Kane. Ooh. They got it laid to the side, Ooh, this. Hey, look at y'all. Utah family. We're get out of here tonight, man. I got to get out of here. I love all y'all. E. Gray, my guy, man. My guy. <laughs> you know, What's I want to tell you, you number one so bad. Got that man, got that man like he a little green eye, Gary Cole. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, everybody have a good weekend. It's all fun, man. You guys be safe, man. I appreciate you guys tuning into the show, man. Thank all of you guys, man. Uh, e Gray, Larry Frank Jr., y'all be safe, man. Enjoy your weekend. E Gray, I'm gonna be calling you right after the show. Larry Frank, I'll be calling you after I call the little green eye boy. So you guys, yeah. man, y'all know how we start every show. Y'all know how we end every show. It ain't no us. Yes, sir. Without you, baby. Yes, sir. And we out, man. Everybody take care. Have a good weekend, man. Y'all have a good one.